Inspiring. Inspiring. Empowering. Empowering. With the concepts shared by Eric Thurwinger, you can reach your goals and achieve greater results. Think Think great. great. Your pathway to success. Ready to get started? Hey everybody, this is Eric Thurwinger, and I want to welcome you back to another dynamic episode of Think Great, Your Pathway to Success. It's exciting to be on this journey with you and taking the steps toward a more fulfilling career, a more complete life. This is your podcast, and I'm committed to sharing new concepts that are going to position you to accomplish all of your goals. Today's exciting because I'm going to talk about the S word. No, not that one. I'm talking about sales. Growing up, I never thought I would be talking about sales. In fact, if there was a category in my high school yearbook for least likely to sell anything, my picture would have been there. But life has a unique way of positioning you for greater things. Not only have I been in sales in different industries, but I've been a top producer. I've written sales manuals, developed sales processes, sales compensation plans, and I now train businesses on the concepts from my sales book, 3D Sales. I even speak across the nation to enhance the perceptions of sales professionals from virtually every industry. And I'm doing a podcast today on sales. So what happened? If you look back at my career, it did not position me to be successful in sales. Or maybe it did. After high school, I enlisted in the Marine Corps, and I was trained to be an air traffic controller. I worked in the control tower at the Marine Corps Air Station in Yuma, Arizona. I talked to pilots over the radio. That certainly couldn't have prepared me for a career in sales. After the Corps, I went to college and I studied film and television at Orange Coast College and the University of Southern California. In the film industry, I did everything from working in a media vault to encoding audio and setting up graphics for DVDs. I sat in a lot of dark rooms. That certainly did not prepare me for a career in sales either. Selling was the last thing I ever wanted to do. After all, people have a really negative perception about salespeople. They think of them as pushy and high-pressured. I even saw a study one time that ranked salespeople just slightly above politicians when it comes to trust. Hey, but luckily I was not headed down that pathway. Or was I? In 1998, I married my wife, Gina. I had finished my studies, and my career was headed in a great direction. I was working at a post-production facility in Santa Monica, California, and the company was called Pacific Ocean Post. I started with them when they were doing the special effects for that little movie called Independence Day. But 10 months into our marriage, Gina was diagnosed with her first bout with cancer. She had stage 3 non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and it was very aggressive. Within days, I had been trained to be her caregiver, and I was preparing her for her first treatment of chemotherapy. She was 27, and I was 30. To say that our lives were chaotic would be an understatement. Her oncologist outlined her treatment plan, which was going to start with seven cycles of chemotherapy. That was going to last for 21 weeks. It was during this moment in time, during all of these tough circumstances, that I made the decision to start my next career in sales. I know what you're thinking. This was not the optimum time to make a career change. And you're absolutely right. An opportunity presented itself, though, in the financial services industry. I would be 100% commission only. I'd be selling financial services products, life insurance, mutual funds, education plans. There was only two problems. I had no sales background, and I knew nothing about financial services. And my previous experience was working in a lot of dark rooms. But I did have a powerful reason. I needed to make this work. I could not do the commute through Los Angeles and be Gina's caregiver for much longer. I needed an opportunity to make money and have a little bit more control over my time. As Gina received her first dose of chemotherapy, I made the leap into sales. But I needed to find a way to sell that was unique to me, that allowed me to be genuine, 
I had no desire to be that pushy, hard-pressure sales guy. And the office I worked in had a lot of them. In fact, the culture was more about sell, sell, sell. Close the deal. Close the client. Hit the numbers. And listen, I agree. You need to sell. I get that. But I had to discover a way to change my perception of selling and experience new levels of success. In my book, 3D Sales, my tagline is just that. Change your perception of selling and experience new levels of success. If you could change your perception of selling right now and experience new levels of success, would you do that? Now, my circumstances may not have been optimal for my new sales career, but the reality was this. If I didn't sell, Gina and I didn't eat. Times were not great. My wife had cancer and I had no experience in sales. Our entire livelihood was based on my ability to earn a commission. No pressure, right? I knew that my perceptions needed to be enhanced, and I quickly realized that I did not like to feel like I was selling something, and you probably feel the same way. But I did like when people bought from me. Now, there had to be a way of doing this, of increasing buying opportunities, but being true to myself. I also didn't like the feeling of closing someone. Was there a way I could get more sales without the pressure of closing? There was, and I discovered something far more powerful than selling and closing. I discovered the power of sharing and opening. I was recently in Phoenix for a national sales training for a large company. There were over 200 sales professionals in the audience, and I started my presentation off with a simple question. I said, how many of you want to close more deals this year? As you can imagine, every hand in the auditorium shot up in the air. Then I said this. I said, keep your hands raised if you like being closed when you buy something. And every single hand started to lower. You could hear the light bulbs go off. Why do you sell to people in a way that you don't like to be sold? The answer to that question is simple. Most salespeople are still only trained on the antiquated methods from the past. Sell, 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 close, close, close. I even hear people quote movies like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross saying, ABC, always be closing. Of course, what they should really be saying is ABC, always be closing, but please don't close me when I buy. No wonder people have such a negative perception about salespeople. It's time to come out of the Stone Age and realize that no matter what you sell, no matter what industry you're in, when you are a sales leader, you are in the people business. When you take a leadership approach to selling, you guide people, showing them the pathway to their needs. You've got to stop selling and you've got to start sharing. You have to share your passion for your products and services. You have to share your passion about your company, about your position, about your desire to help people, to be an extension of their team. You've got to share passion, passion, passion. And it's time to stop closing. Closing sounds negative. It makes me think of a door closing. Closing sounds final, like the process is over. Try opening. Try opening dialogue, opening new ideas, opening up the solutions that your clients need. Open up more buying opportunities. Open up a stream of referrals. Just because you happen to close someone and got their sale doesn't mean they're going to refer you to a friend. Never mistake courtesy for consent. You will never gain referrals from people who were closed. But if you open up dialogue, if you open up opportunities, and you open up solutions, you will increase your referral base. Aren't referrals great? When you receive a referral, it collapses timeframes. 
you don't need to take as many steps to get to the buying opportunity. With most prospects, studies show that it takes 5 to 12 follow-up touches to open that door. We'll talk about follow-up in a moment, but referrals are golden to sales leaders. Did you know that studies show that only 1 out of 20 prospects will typically buy from you, but 1 out of 6 referrals will buy from you? That's 300% greater odds. In addition to buying from you, referrals buy up to three times more, they stay with you four times longer, and they're two and a half times more likely to refer you to somebody. How are you building your sales business? Are you focused on earning referrals every day, or are you hoping for them? I don't waste time in the selling process. I invest it. Everything I do says that it is good to send referrals to me, not just to buy from me. When I was the vice president of the media company in Santa Monica, not only did I design our sales system, but I placed an intense focus on earning referrals. It really shouldn't be a surprise to know that we grew our annual sales by over 300%. Remember, one out of six referrals buy from you, increasing the odds by 300%. You get exactly what you focus on. So let me ask you this. What are you focused on? Do your current clients understand you enough to send you referrals? Do they know everything you offer? Should they? You will significantly increase your referral base by getting better at sharing and opening, not selling and closing. In addition, I want to encourage you to be the sales leader your clients need, the sales leader your company needs, the sales leader you need to hit your goals. So many salespeople like to say that sales is tough. Sure, it's tough to get an appointment. It's tough to get people to call me back. It's tough to hit my sales goals. I get it. Selling is tough. Not T-O-U-G-H tough, but T-U-F. I changed my perception about how tough selling is, and I actually changed the spelling of it. T-U-F. Selling is tough. It's all about trust, understanding, and following. You need to build trust with your clients. You need to share enough that they understand you and what you're offering And last but not least, you need to get them to follow you. They need to follow you to their needs, follow you to their goals, follow you to a better experience than your competition offers. So we've talked a little bit about the S word, sales. Changing our perceptions and moving into more of a sharing role with people rather than selling them. Opening instead of closing. In future episodes of this podcast, I'm going to dive deeper into the specifics of sales schedules, sales processes, and increasing sales results. But the first step is always enhancing your perceptions. So now it's time to talk about the F word. Yeah, I'm talking about follow-up. One of the most powerful components of a successful sales career, but also one of the most underutilized and one of the least understood. I'm amazed, all right, maybe I'm a little disappointed, that the passion and desire that most salespeople have is not reflected in their follow-up skills. After all, the fortune is in the follow-up. And I can tell a lot about a salesperson when I ask to hear their best follow-up dialogue. Yep, they usually look at me like a deer in the headlights. So I add to that by saying, you know, after you call them or leave a message or send them a proposal, what do you say next? What does your follow-up sound like? And they usually pause for a moment thinking of all the best responses they've ever had. While they're deep in thought, I usually ask them this. You don't call up and say, hi, I wanted to circle back or, hey, I thought I'd check in or, hi, I wanted to follow up. Your follow-up is better than that, right? And as you may have guessed, it's often a little quiet because typically they circle back or check in or just follow up. Most salespeople follow up only to check in on their sale, not to provide another relevant touch that increases the buying opportunity 
before the prospect by emphasizing your sincere interest in them. Wow, that's follow-up. All right, so is follow-up really that important? Well, let's take a look at the stats. Here's the stats on follow-up performance. Did you know that only 48% of salespeople do any type of follow-up? Did you know that 25% of salespeople only make a second follow-up and then they stop? Only 12% make a third contact, but then they stop too. Only 10% of salespeople make more than three contacts. So how does that hurt their results? Well, only 2% of sales are made on the first contact. 3% of sales are made on the second contact. 5% are made on the third contact. 10% of sales are made on the fourth contact. And the vast majority of sales, 80%, are made on the fifth to twelfth contact. But most people stop before four. So you got to ask yourself, do you want to operate in the 2% bracket of success or the 80% bracket of success? The answer is simple. But most salespeople are not prepared to do the 5 to 12 relevant follow-ups required. You can't call somebody up 12 times and just say, hey, I'm circling back for the 12th time and expect them to buy from you. You've got to be better than that. You've got to be greater than that. In fact, that's what your competition does. That's how your competition operates. That's not how you should operate I always say this, don't make the first call unless you're prepared to make the 12th. You need to reach into your follow-up toolbox. You need to pull out the relevant touches and let your prospect know that you are more than just about the sale. When I follow up, I can send an overview of my company. I can send information about my services like keynote speeches or leadership development. I can send video clips, podcast episodes, just like the one you're listening to. I can send articles, industry-related statistics. I can even send a humorous cartoon strip. I never follow up and say, I just wanted to follow up, just thought I'd check in, or I'm circling back. Instead, I shoot an email with a relevant article and I say, hey, while you're considering Think Great for all of your keynote speeches, I thought you'd find this article interesting based on our last conversation. Or I can say, I wanted to send you this two-minute video. I think you and your team will find it valuable. Let me know if you have any questions about the proposal I sent to you a few days ago. Or last but not least, I thought you'd like to start your Monday off with a laugh. I've attached a funny cartoon for you. In my book, 3D Sales, I define follow-up as this, the true testament to your commitment level. Follow-up is not about checking in to see if they want to buy, or at least it shouldn't be. If you want to develop long-term relationships that refer you to members of their personal network, you've got to follow up with a purpose. Successful selling is not about selling and closing. It's about sharing and opening. It's about being prepared to go down the 12-touch pathway while remaining relevant. It's about developing enough trust and understanding that your clients follow you. They become your ambassadors. They share your message for you, and they open up new opportunities, new referrals. Starting today, you have the ability to enhance your entire perception about selling, about your client's perception about buying from you. I titled my book 3D Sales for a reason. I believe that everyone in sales has different levels that they operate in, different dimensions that their clients see them in. Some salespeople are only one-dimensional. They're just in it to make a buck. Other salespeople have figured out how to sell on a regular basis, and they become two-dimensional. They're in it to make a living. But then you have your three-dimensional sales leaders, those who are in it to make an impact. Their passion is far deeper than a paycheck. They make a positive impact in the people they sell, their prospects, and anyone who comes in contact with them on their pathway to success.
Why settle for being a salesperson, a sales professional, or even a sales executive when you can become a three-dimensional sales leader on your unique pathway to success? Selling is not easy. I'll give you that. But it is simple with a lot of hard work and dedication. Today, you can add purpose to every action you take. You can make every phone call count. You can let your follow-up reflect your commitment level. And you can multiply your efforts by focusing on your referral system. You can transform into a three-dimensional sales leader. It was great taking these steps with you today. I know that you are more than capable of tapping into your passions, your dreams, and your goals. You can seize the day and take control of your time, reinvesting it into the actions that will move you forward and upward. You can make a significant impact in your life and the lives of others. Look for us on Podcast One and iTunes. And for more information on my book, 3D Sales, visit our website, thinkgreat90.com. Remember to embrace the day and think great.